I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Pundit is the football trivia game, ideal for the football head in your life. Every sale of Pundit using the code LIONS at checkout earns you a 10% discount plus a donation for the Lions Food Hub. Visit punditgames.co.uk to order your copy or visit at punditgames on Twitter. You're listening to Achtung Norwalk, broadcasting from the beautiful South Birmingham. Except no substitute. Hello, dear listeners. Welcome, one and all. Uh, Millwall's deadline day, minus one. Welcome to Akdung Millwall. I'm hoping to be joined very shortly by my companion, co-confederate, Mr. Neil Fissler, to discuss the day's business. Um, it's been a strange uh, period, obviously, in the wake of the Kevin Nisbet debacle, um, as it turned out to be. Um, so a strange day's business. We've uh, basically re-signed Oliver Burke, um, who was with us in the 2021-22 season at the end. I see Neil's, Neil's on the line here. Let me just let him in. Bear with me a second, dear listeners. Can you hear me, Neil? I can indeed. I can indeed. What a momentous day. Yes, again. <laughs> Have you got your yellow tie on? Are you, are you ready to go, Jim White style? <laughs> oh dear um it's been a strange one isn't it um i was just saying in the leading um the the kevin nisbet deal obviously turned into a bit of a debacle in the end with the discovery or the the kind of highly predictable problem with his knee as as we all believe it to be um and today's business has a strangely underwhelming feel i don't know how you feel about it the return of ollie burke who um I thought was okay with us when he was uh, at the end of back end of last season. I thought he was okay, Neil, without, do, without ripping up any trees, mate. Yeah, uh, to be honest, you've been you've been researching stuff all day, so I've only been following this on Twitter. And yeah. it, there's a little bit of a after the Lord Mayor's Day feel about it, isn't it? That that people were cold on Nisbet for some unknown reason, proven goal scorer coincidentally came off the bench and scored for Hibs on Saturday afternoon. He did, he did. 24 hours after this debacle of 
yeah. in failing his Millwall medical. Quite what went wrong. I've seen something that Millwall run happy with the muscle structure or something like that. Something like that. I think it was right. put out in Scotland yesterday. It just okay. It, it's a strange old situation. I think we we spoke about it at length, didn't we? So yeah. Uh, but Ollie Burke is he going to improve us? I'm not surprised he's gone back in for him. And uh, Duncan Watmore was a which is the other one that's um, one out of the blue. That one <laughs> to be quite yeah, that's closing in. I mean, it. Richard Corley has said we're closing in on that deal, so it's not quite a done deal yet. Um, I think Richard Corley gets gets actually tipped the wink by the club, doesn't he? So whenever there's something to put out, I think uh, I think he's uh, I think he's told to put it out by the club. Uh, You've got to fear, unfortunately, that uh, this could go down as one of the great missed opportunities in Millwall history. If if I'm honest, we need a striker. So what have we ended up with? We've ended up with Duncan Watmore and a winger. And a winger that I don't really think didn't really tear up any trees with us last year. He had a couple of good games, but I think people were frustrated with him. Uh, don't think he got. Don't think we got the full potential out of him. But then again, that could be that he, yeah, like a lot of Millwall signings, they come to us lacking match fitness, don't they? So I don't know. If, I don't know if that played into it. I'm sure there's people listening that will know how often he's played for. Bundesliga. Apparently, he was he, he, he um he had an assist. I think he scored recently. I mean, he's, I was just looking at his Wikipedia page. Um, I mean, wherever he's gone, he's had a strange career, really. You know, when you look at it overall, a lot of clubs, a lot of promise. I mean, the boy has kind of always been on the brink of um the feeling that he's going to have great things in him, but he's never quite achieved it. He famously, was at Red Bull Leipzig in the 2016-17. And he's gone back to Germany after after us, uh, 14 games for us in the back end of 21-22, two goals. And he's gone out to, to Werder Bremen, played 11 times, started 11 times, scored twice. Um, so there's always this sense with Oli Burke of a player that is promising, but... Um, you do want him to, he's got to start delivering at some stage. Otherwise, a, a whole career is going to go past in this kind of style of um, bitty, bitty, you know, like six months here, six months there, that kind of uh, player, you know? I think the one plus will be that he's fit now. Hopefully, he's fit Should now. Be. So he isn't playing catch up on that. And it's somebody who is ready to go straight back into the side. This weekend, or go, or yeah, we'll actually go straight into the side this weekend. So there shouldn't be any catch up on the fitness, which is a bonus. But presumably the same with Watmore as well. Neil, frustrating that we've needed a striker. We, we need do a need striker. a striker. Yeah, we do. Um, pre- um, we've ended up with a winger and a midfielder. I think. Yeah, I think Duncan Watmore's a midfielder. Isn't yeah, he? he seems to play as a as a kind of a, a wide-ish um, midfielder. I mean, it shores us up in in two areas where we could always do with quality. Um, I, I don't think there's any doubt that the likes of, of, of Burke and and 
I don't know a huge amount about Watmore listeners, so I'm not going to sit here as the, the resident Watmore expert. I'm only going by what I see on Wikipedia. So, but he seems like a decent enough boy, and he seems to have some measure of quality to him. So that that does improve us. But you're right, Neil. It's nail on the head, isn't it? It's in front of goal where we're. We're still going to be reliant on good old Tom Bradshaw and and to whatever level of um, vocal summer that, that the manager feels able to trust him with in front of goal. So that that's it doesn't feel like we've improved. I mean, I, the the Nisbet deal. I mean, I don't want to keep banging on about it, but that was an attempt to make us dangerous in front of goal. And I, I take my hat off to the club for being willing to spend the money to go out on a limb and try and bring in some of the, some proven quality. The goal scoring record is, is clear for everyone to see. It didn't work out because of the, the, the long-term injury to his knee. So, but I can't, I can't fault the club for its willingness to, to pay some money and get something that can cause danger, but we're still lacking um, despite these two okay-ish signings that we're still lacking in front of goal, aren't we? At the end of it. Yeah. You'll never convince me that uh, Ollie Burke isn't anything other than a panic signing. Uh, Duncan Watmore, apparently, the deal's been on hold for 10 days. So, mm. so that's fair enough. But to, but to suddenly go in for Ollie Burke 24 hours before the transfer window closes, yeah, yeah. that seems to me to be a bit of a panic. You've got a month to sign these people. And uh, why not sign them in the middle of the month as opposed to 24 hours before the window closes? Uh, somebody said, uh, I think somebody, I think Phil Clark said, he, yeah, but he was, yeah, but he was a long way down the list. Yeah, but apparently, <laughs> yeah, but my way of thinking, he was almost off the fucking bottom. Of the I, I think, I think Aldo's using well. those old bus ticket machines. I don't know if anyone remembers those, but they had like a very long reel of paper. There's an endless list of, <laughs> of of options on that on that list that never quite runs out. Um, I mean, Gary Rowett's criticism, his critics would say he always plays or likes players. He knows, he knows Burke has used him before. Um, so there does seem to be an element of um, back to the yeah, Every manager's like that now. Every manager has players that they're comfortable with and we've spoken with it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was obviously, yeah, but he's been comfortable with other players, Mason Bennett. Yeah, yeah. George yeah. Evans, I think, played for him, didn't he? Yeah, and, uh, they followed him around. I mean, it, it, you're right. It is a it is a commonplace thing. I mean, I, I repeat for the listeners that um, Burke is on the brink of being a very good signing. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure every club on this extensive list that I'm looking at here, West Brom, Leipzig, um, Sheffield, Werder Bremen, have always felt the same thing that he's on the brink of being a promising signing. So um, let's hope he delivers. Something we do have this major, major game and period of February up in front of us. So I suppose there's an argument, Neil, that you do want experienced players as against playing the kids. That I saw Harry um, posting online calling to play the kids, but yeah, that can be a gamble, can't it? In this fairly intense period that we've got coming up ahead of us, you know, there's a lot still at stake in 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 the, in the championship. Yeah, I think if there's one thing we've learned about Gary Rabbit is he he will play kids, but he'll only play kids that he thinks are ready. Yeah, SA, I think he thinks is ready. So he so he so he's seen more the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zach Lovelace to a certain extent last season, he drip fed him in, but we didn't have many other options at the time. So, but. Uh, I, yeah, well, I am frustrated. I would quite like to see 
Abdul Malik given a go. Regular, regular goal scorer for the under-23s. But obviously, the manager doesn't think that he's quite up to it yet. So you have to actually back his judgment. But the judgment is that we need a goal scorer. We do. In, in, in this window. And I fear that this season could go down as one of the great missed opportunities in Millwall history, along with your first season that you're very fond of talking about, Nicholas. <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, we've actually got quite an extensive list of, of, of great missed opportunities at the den, haven't we, Neil? I mean, you know, all joking aside, we do tend to get ourselves to the brink of success and then just fall slightly short. I, I know what you mean. I, I, I do think that there's there's a massive opportunity here. Obviously, the, the top two, Burnley and Sheffield, are looking like runaways at the moment, so we may not be able to catch them. But uh, to get ourselves into the the semi-final playoffs that effectively are the you know is the, the the end of the season playoff tournament um, is a major chance. And it doesn't. I think without a goal scorer, it does feel a little bit like it's just going to be out of reach at the moment. I'm just looking at. Um, what more, Duncan? What more? As I said earlier on, I don't profess to be any kind of uh, expert on the boy, but I'm just looking at his Wikipedia page. Another um, bitty, bitty career. I mean, 71 games for Sunderland over 2013 to 2020 doesn't sound like an awful lot, Neil. Um, then he's gone on loan to Hibernians, and then Middlesbrough from 2020, 87 games, but he scored 21 goals. So. That's not a bad return. It's not um, eye-opening, but it's it's not a bad return. And he's played for England under twenties and under twenty-one, so he seems like a a, a promising boy. Um, I love this quote. I say promising boy. He's actually quite old, isn't he? He's twenty. He's uh, born nineteen ninety-four. Is that mate? It makes him twenty-eight years old. So he's not a boy at all. Um, but I'm loving this this quote here. He plays as a winger. It says, um, "Jermaine Defoe in twenty fifteen likened what more to Gareth Bale, his former Tottenham Hotspur teammate, citing a shared ability of ball control." So we're, we're, <laughs> uh, he's he's as good as Gareth Bale, apparently, according to to Jermaine Defoe. So let's, yeah, let's hope we see like something. Because <laughs> you get for that, wouldn't they? And the love of the love of golf over everything else, but um, <laughs> you know, it's it, again, it's it's an interesting career. Another one where a lot of bitty kind of seasons and nothing really outstanding. So I, I, there's always an element of gamble. You sign anyone, you're taking the gamble. Um, these, these do feel like average to okay signings without being, um, you know. Anything to, to put bums on seats, really, in yeah, my opinion. But Yeah, no, they're nothing to get you up and excited about. I don't know if there's anybody else who wants to speak, who wants to send us a request to speak. That, yeah, do join in. I yeah, don't know, I'm, convince I'm, us otherwise. Yeah. I'm desperately fiddling around with the controls, listeners, trying to find if anyone does want to speak. Please do come on. It's like like a phone-in radio show. And um, if you want to have a, have a quick word then and give us your views on, on these two signings, I mean... I see that Simon, if you unmute yourself, Simon, we will give you the floor. Mr Hedgepig, Simon, how are you, mate? Uh, afternoon, chaps. Um, must admit, a long-time listener of the podcast. Um, absolutely loving it, Nick. It's brilliant. Cheers, mate. That's good to hear. Thank you very much. Um, Simon, are you are you whelmed or are you underwhelmed by these two signings? I mean, we we have to we hasten to add that Watmore is still a closing in deal, so it's not quite done yet. But it does seem like it's a strong possibility. Are you are you un- underwhelmed or whelmed by it, mate? Uh, slightly underwhelmed, mm. um, but 
it's experience, and that's exactly what we need with this with February and the running. What more and Burke, they're solid championship players, which is exactly what we need. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and the Gary Rowett players, Simon, aren't they? They they feel very much out of the Gary Rowett go-to. He's, he must have a little black book, mustn't he? You know, of, of numbers that he can call when, when he's in a tight spot. And they do feel like they've come out of Gary Rowett's little black book, rather. Yeah, Burke does seem to be the, um, oh, we need a winger. Let's see what Oliver Burke's doing. Well, because at the end of the day, it's January, so he's always on. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I... What do you think about this, uh, Neil's point there, that the season feels like it's a massive chance that's just slightly moving away from us, uh, rather? I mean, there's a lot of football to be played yet, Simon. We've got a big, big fre- uh, February up in front of us now. Um, do you feel optimistic or are you you're feeling like in that in that kind of same, um, I don't know, is it, is it a depressive kind of zone of, 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 of mindset? I don't know. It's, it's just feeling like it's just out of touch. It's so close. You can, you, you can touch it. It's, I think Nisbet was, was a brilliant, would have been a brilliant signing. Um, I understand this guy, but the club weren't too sure about the the muscles around his knee. Yeah, for two point four million, you can't blame the club for doing that. Um, I still think we're, I still think we're one light. I, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I do. yeah, yeah. Well, absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, but going back to the muscles around the knee, surely, you know, surely you can strengthen them. <laughs> yeah, it's called fitness. That, yeah, I suppose. I suppose it's whether you want to be doing that kind of work in the midst of a tough season. I, I mean, really, whoever comes in, and I suppose this is reinforcement of Simon's point about these two players here. You know, it's uh, both um, Burke and and what more will be hitting the ground running, chaps, aren't they? I mean, they're going to be. I think starters on on Saturday are walking straight into the side at, at some crucial point in the in in the uh, in the afternoon. So it's really whether um, Nisbet would be would be having to do basic work like fitness work to bring himself up to speed. And he's scoring goals in Scotland. You can talk about the level of uh, Scottish football versus Championship football. I don't think they're terribly far apart personally, but. Um, Clearly, there's enough of a doubt over him for the the club record signing not to not to come to pass. I mean, we are investing quite a substantial, were investing quite a substantial sum by mill standards in him, and uh, I get why the club pulled back, don't you? I, I, I can't I can't really criticise the club for pulling back on it. No, you can't really. Yeah, well, Simon made a very good point actually. The one good thing about Watmore and uh, Burke is they are experienced, aren't they? Yeah, but how did you see? Uh, Burke's first spell with us, Simon. Same as you, Neil. Didn't rip up any trees, um, but he hadn't played for weeks, so he was he wasn't match fit. It took him six games to get there. I think he's. I think this time he lit the ground running. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've also got the major bonus of Zian Fleming. Um, I think he's going to work well. I think he'll work well with Burke. Because you've got someone with pace running down that wing for him to spray the balls to. And also, he'll get the balls into the box, which is what we've been lacking. And I think Bradshaw will thrive on them. And also Fleming, because he'll be making he'll be making the runs in there as well. So I think he'll help both players. 
yeah, we get this man back on more often, Nicholas. He's very positive. Yeah, I'm going to take his. I'm going to take his very, name down. Very, very optimistic now about Oli Burke coming back. Well, I'm just listening listening to what you're saying there, Simon. I mean, I, I, I'm just thinking sideways, really. I mean, I suppose there's a what if we don't sign a marquee striker? We, we've tried and, and it's, it hasn't worked out with Nisbet. So what if we don't? And I suppose, suppose, and it might be naive to, to say this, but the more chances you can create, the more players you do have, such as uh, Zian, such as Tom Bradshaw, and such as uh, Vogi, if you can create enough chances, then some of them are going to go in, even with a, what some might call a blunted attack, you know. So if we can't get the marquee, you know, the top, top dollar striker that uh, would be either too expensive or have gammy knees and, you know, various um, ailments that... Um, Put you know, put make make them not available. Then maybe that's a, a secondary uh, line of attack because we've only got twenty odd games. I can't remember how many, exactly how many games there is to go in the season. So we've got this far with with an attack that isn't the best in the in the division. So maybe it can with enough quality behind them. Maybe it can haul us over the line, you know, and get us into that that crucial top six. But I don't know. I, I might be. Um, I think like I'm. I'm, I'm writing Gary Rowett's CV for him now. But, but, you know, trying to go off on a flight of fancy almost. But uh, it's going to be an interesting, interesting period ahead. It's very interesting to Saturday. know what Simon thought the decision to let Benica Phobe and Isaac Alafi go before. Yeah, before we had somebody in the building to replace them. Alafi, um, I don't think he was given a fair crack. I still think he should have been given a chance because um, he was scoring goals in the National League. He was scoring goals in League Two. He wasn't given a chance. Um, Phobie, I don't the player of last season, whether he was carrying an injury or whether it was the breakdown of the bruise deal. I don't know. He just wasn't the same player. And I think it was best to let him go because we've the highest that one of the highest earners at the club, I think. I think getting rid of him off the um, it's difficult to know whether getting someone in because I think you know was the Nisbet deal was the was the Nisbet deal always going to be there? You know, it was it always in the pipeline, so it didn't matter about letting go. It don't matter if we let them go because we're going to get Nisbet. So I just don't know. Yeah, if anybody else wants to speak, send us a request and Nickel and Nickel botch his way through it. Especially if you're on the. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to add Stephen. This is a, a Stephen Colmill. Uh, I've been trying to add you, Stephen. I really apologise. It won't add you at the moment, mate. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna delete you. But do make another request if you want to join us, because that that link don't seem to work out for us. So this is all a bit um, bit hit and miss. So I'm gonna gonna press the X and come back, Steve, because it'd be great to hear from. Some more, uh, more voices. Stephen, can you hear us? Welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on, I'm Stephen. Technically, technically um, it was it was a bit hit and miss That's there. All right. I apologise right. to. Uh, are, are, are you excited or are you are you so so about these two additions to the squad? No. Or what, what more and um, and Burke? You're I'm, not, about, I'm a bit no? underwhelmed. I think for me the disappointing thing is, is over the course of the last twelve months, we've got rid of four centre forwards, albeit that. Uh, John Daddy, in my opinion, was no good. Um, mm. We've got Matt Smith, um, Tanto, and Bellick. And they were all players that were playing or in and around the first team. 
and they were all traditional centre forwards. Um, and we yeah. haven't actually bought a centre forward. And I think that is the the most disappointing thing. I think we're just crying out for a centre forward. And I think everyone's right. I think, you know, this, there is a fantastic window of opportunity here. It might never get better than this. And I, I just hope that we're not saying at the end of it all, if only we'd, we'd have had a centre forward. So I'm, at least I hope I'm wrong. I hope what he's yeah. done is a million percent right. But I don't think you can let four strikers go. He had four strikers. What did he have them for? And one at a time, and I'm not criticising him, I'm actually a fan of Gary Rower. I think he's doing a great right. job under reasonably, you know, testing circumstances. But I, I am disappointed we haven't bought a centre-forward. Um, this is an interesting point, Steve. I mean, I, I hadn't thought of it in that way, but you're right. I mean, if you go back to Matt Smith and then... Isaac and and um, you know and, and to some level you're right with John Daddy. I mean you know it's a bit of a laughing yeah, stock. Yeah, but he was. Nevertheless, there he was. He was he was a forward and um, and so on. I mean there have been good reasons for each of those strikers who none of them were. I mean maybe Matt Smith was, but he was a certain type of very old school yeah. centre forward. But um, you know so some might say an outdated centre-forward. But anyway, there it is. Give him the right situation. Give him the right chance. The ball goes in the net, as, as we saw many times with him. But there may have been good reasons to let those players go. But it is intriguing. And I hadn't really thought a bit about it in any depth until you mentioned it now. But Gary Rarick does seem to have a fairly... Um, you know, he, he doesn't mind chopping chopping away the forwards, does he? I mean, it's, it's an odd oddity of his managerial style. I mean... Not to replace them, um, boys, is, is, is odd, isn't it? Well, I think so. Yeah, it's absolutely criminal that we've not uh, that we've not replaced them. He seems to have a he seems to have a thing. Um, he has a thing a thing for midfielders. Um, the number of midfielders we've had, and even the you know the 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 the, the, the fun figures like George Evans, for example. But we seem to get a lot of players like that that are. Utility players, I think, is the is the expression. Not unexciting, but they they would do a job. Um, and I suppose, to some level, even these two signings today, um, I don't want to knock Oliver Burke too much because I think he he's a genuinely good player. He needs to show it, and I think he need, we need to see some some uh, production from him. And I I don't know enough about Watmore uh, to to say, but I'm going to guess the same would apply for, for Duncan Watmore, looking at his track record anyway. Um, but we do seem to make a... We, we seem to make a habit of neither backing our own youngsters in front of goal, um, Isaac being probably the most recent example, and then we have the likes of Abdul Malik in the uh, in the under-21s, I think, and bringing in a lot of these utility-style players. It's a very odd um, quirk of Gary Gary Rowett's management. Well, he might, be teach, he might be teaching... Uh kind of um, teaching Abdul Malik a bit of a lesson because he kind of completely messed us around last year, didn't he? He went to about 10 different clubs, whether his agent got him at it. it, was, it yeah, was... well, that was his agent. I, I know his agent. His agent's yeah. a rugby agent, so yeah. I know him quite right. well. But there again, I don't care about that. If he's good enough, that's all. I, as a Millwall fan, that's what I care about. So, um, I, as I said, I'm not going to go on. I just think we, we could be a centre-forward short of being exactly where we all want to be at the end of the season. I'll leave yeah. it. There's still a big big 24 hours to go, boys. Yeah, I mean, you know, this yeah. is this is minus one, and we might have to do another one, a deadline day special tomorrow, depending on if there's any more 
business. And we don't know because it, it, I can't believe the club or Gary Rowett don't see the same hole in the squad that we, we three now have seen here because it's glaringly obvious, isn't it? And when you see the goals scored compared with some in the table, you know, we, we are... We are short. There we are. We still have 24 hours to go, though. So um, let's let's keep our fingers crossed. My biggest, um, biggest fear is that come up past five tomorrow night, uh, Aldo finally puts down football manager <laughs> and realises that we need a strike and, we've, um, and, we, and we end up with somebody like Lyle Taylor, who I think has been linked with us quite a lot. Well, I don't know why we keep getting linked with him. I suppose he started his career with us. He's an available strike, I'm guessing. I mean, I don't have the... I'm neither excited by Lyle Taylor, but nor do I have the instant anyone but him, the reaction that you see online. You you do see a lot of stuff where people seem to get certain um, views on certain players, and I, I don't know. But he, he, he doesn't float my boat particularly, but I wouldn't be aghast if he did come in. It would be... I think someone is, is needed, and, you know, he's... He's not that bad, in my opinion, but um, others will probably disagree with me out there. It could um, be Kenneth Sahor as well. That would be even worse. Kenneth Yeah, but I completely erased him from my memory banks. It was that bad. Well, he didn't yeah. leave much of an impression, did he, on anyone? So. No, I think you're right there. Mate. Um, I mean, there was, the other, there was someone else mentioned Bass Savage. Are we going back into the dark <laughs> ages now, aren't we? Bass Savage. Um Chaps, I think we're going to have to um, leave it there. Obviously, there's still 24 hours, so the story is unfolding. Um, I think that's probably the business done for today, at least. Um, and we have to keep everything, every limb that we've got crossed for tomorrow, that we get someone in front of goal. I think that's probably about as much as we can say now. I want to say thank you to you, Steve, for coming on. I really appreciate it, mate. It's good to, good to hear some new voices. And to Simon earlier on, who's left, left the call now. But we'll, I'm going to... I'm gonna, um, Note both your names down, so you will be hearing from me pr- in the future. So uh, you don't escape that lightly. Yeah, no, so you'll big, regret big thank actually you, coming on here and It's the first time I've ever done that in my life. I've listened a few times. It took me nearly forty minutes to work out where my microphone was. So uh, <laughs> listen, listen. When you actually run these calls, I mean, most of the time I just spend pressing random, random sections of the strings. I don't really know what no, I'm doing. So it's a, it's a semi miracle you got through. But it's good to hear yeah, from you. Thank you. Big thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And um, thank you, Neil, as always. And thank you to you out there too, dear listeners. Um, we will be probably we'll give it another go tomorrow, Neil. I think we'll give another live show to see if there's any news. We'll, much will depend on if there's any more action on the transfer front. So um, fingers, fingers yeah, crossed. Unless anybody does quickly want to speak and uh, has got something to say before we wrap up. Yes. Speak or hold your peace, listeners. Otherwise, we'll, we'll close it there, I think. Um no one, no one on the on the screen at the moment. So um, no, no one there. All right. Well, well, we'll call it call it quits there, Neil, and we'll um, we'll return tomorrow and see if anyone else is about and if there's any more signings on the agenda. So um, I think that's I think we, we I think that's that. Well, then, mate. Superb. Yeah. Thank you for calling, everyone. Arriva Dirty Millwall. Bye for now. Achtung. Millwall. Imagine. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 